0: They're two best friends that used to date. But it's hard to fall in love when you're gay and straight. Now they're living in the city and they're sharing space. Drinking and twerking all over the place. With Thomas and Kendall, the debauchery never ends. They're probably drunk, so there's no need to pretend. Uh, everybody's best friend. Welcome back to Everybody's Best Friend. I'm Thomas. I'm
1: Kendall. And you guys, welcome back. Oh my God, we are so excited because we are back, back in, in New York.
0: York. Thank you. <laughs> um, we're back in our apartment, and the shenanigans have been rampant. It's we been wild
1: are absolutely thriving. We're so glad to be back. Apologies that. Last week's episode just had, like, the most chaotic energy. The shift from (laughs) pre-dinner to after-dinner... That will never happen again.
0: <laughs> no, don't worry. We're now committed to being consummate professionals. So, like, don't get twisted. We're still doing absolutely nothing. But now we're doing it in our apartment <laughs> instead of our childhood homes.
1: Yeah, the majority of our days are spent in my bed watching Netflix and crying about boys. Yes,
0: we do it at the start of the day and at we the do end it of at the end day. of the day.
1: It's pretty much our new daily routine. Yes,
0: we're a 65 year old married couple, which is, like, honestly great for the podcast. <laughs> we're, we're vibing.
1: Yeah, we are really like all the grandparents in Charlie and the chocolate factory
0: that's that's truly we'll dump it we'll do this weekly dump on the feed but Kendall has a photo of me underneath her weighted blanket which is how I end the night every night (laughs) just looking like a taquito
1: yeah I have the best weighted blanket ever it like is a million pounds and Mm -hmm. just absolutely crushes your organs it's definitely not good for you but
0: I feel so I sad. I
1: love to feel like I am being squished to death when I'm sleeping. That's Otherwise, weird. I can't sleep. That's
0: terrifying. So we don't have much of a um, weekly recap this week, but we have been like listening and watching a lot of stuff, so we have a lot of stuff to cover. But let's start off to the races. Miss Thing. who are you dying for?
1: <gasps> I'm dying for They're these new... I don't know what you can call them. Small business owners? Entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> these new entrepreneurs in Central Park who are selling homemade cocktails like out of their backpacks (laughs) and it sounds suspicious (laughs) did i purchase one yes am i alive to tell the tale yes so i went to central park over the weekend with some friends and we had brought some drinks and blankets and whatever and like literally every 15 minutes there were thousands of people in this park all social distance, maybe not thousands. I have no concept of numbers. Hundreds, I don't know. But there was no one there was near six us. six people there. <laughs> no, there were a lot of people. All social distance, all with masks, nobody fret. And for some reason, these men only <laughs> were coming up to my friends and I, which, like, we must look basic as fuck. So, basically, everyone comes up and they just have these backpacks and they're selling homemade cocktails. And there are varying levels. The first people that came up to us had literally just, like, a lukewarm bottle of margaritas that they pulled out of a backpack in which I was like no thank you but then the next group of guys that came around they had laminated menus and a cooler
0: (laughs) so I was like I'm sold (laughs) (laughs) the commitment to the bit is just above and beyond and
1: there were there were three drinks it was called the fuck boy 69 and like something else sexual. Okay. So I'm vibing. I obviously got the 69. Duh. Well, for many reasons. <laughs> kidding, not kidding. Um no, but it had like vodka in it, so obviously. Right? And It came in one of those, like, juice press bottles, and I don't know, it was delicious. I definitely, like, it was probably a really bad idea, but great idea. (laughs) And make that
0: coin when, you know. Make
1: that fucking coin. They charged us $10. We could do it on Venmo. You could do cash or Venmo, and...
0: Desperate times, baby.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. So I'm really dying for them. Highly recommend. Maybe don't do the margarita, but if it's a prepackaged cocktail, why not?
0: I mean many reasons I think but.
1: <laughs> I know literally we are just constantly taught to you know not take things from strangers yet here I am I'm like if it's alcohol then sign me the fuck up
0: we appreciate the hustle
1: we do there were a lot of weird things that happened in the park that day but like I'll save it for another time there was like this whole altercation with a park ranger and like we all had to like be witness and like I it's not important <laughs>
0: Who are you dying for? Um, This week, I am dying, and I know Kendall's dying for her as well, but I call dibs. But I'm dying for Kat Burns, who is a TikTok vocalist. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, some people say, go to therapy. I say, download TikTok. (laughs) You know, same div. And so, obviously, we've been living and dying for TikTok, but she is this, like, gorgeous young woman who makes these kind of... um, blues covers on her acoustic guitar she's really really talented she'll do like real songs like she does like a Beyonce mashup and a Billie Eilish track but then she'll also like string together a bunch of TikTok audios or my personal favorite she strings together a bunch of Nickelodeon and Disney um theme songs and she just makes these gorgeous um songs out of them and she her voice is amazing she's I think a really talented guitarist so definitely look up Kat Burns on TikTok she's really been getting me through the week
1: yeah we love her we can't stop singing (laughs) yeah (laughs) Cat <laughs> <laughs> Burns, I know you ain't listening to me, but this is for you. But, <laughs> you're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> I was in. <laughs> no, oh I was in God. the village too. No, you're already <laughs> fucking it up.
0: Right. Um, but Cat, we live and die for you. We have so many things to talk about in terms of what we have seen, what we have heard, what we have watched. Take it away, Bendy.
1: Oh. K. Okay. A. What should I start with? I'm looking at my list. Trust your gut. Okay, I'm going to start with the absolutely jarring one. Sure. Have y'all seen the first minute of Love on Netflix? If you haven't, I'm not saying you should go watch it.
0: <laughs> but it will change if you. you. <laughs>
1: if you are curious, brace yourself. I had been told to watch this by so many people. And I just don't know, like, what I was expecting. Okay, if you're going to watch it, like, fast forward for the next 30 seconds, because we obviously have to talk about it, and we're going to spoil it. Yeah. I assumed it, like, had to be sexual, but then so many people were talking about, like, how shocking it was that I was like, okay, maybe it's not sexual. To put it lightly, it's porn. It's
0: It's quite literally porn.
1: It goes from a black screen to the largest dick I've ever seen and the biggest bush I've ever seen. He has like a, this man has like a finger up this woman's butthole and she's like giving him the slowest, saddest hand job in silence. And like it's, rubbing it on her nipple. She's like. No, it, and it's silent. And most people turned it off after 30 seconds. I don't know why I <laughs> sat there for the full five minutes because I was like. Okay, maybe that's not the shocking thing. Like maybe something more shocking is going to happen. It didn't. It was just like a silent sex scene for 5 minutes and it was wildly disturbing. <laughs> it, it's just like why that position? You have you have to watch it to understand what I'm talking about. It's like they, they could not have looked less comfortable. Right. Oh god. But everyone's talking about it, so watch it, but don't watch it, but definitely watch
0: it. <laughs> Okay, I know Kendall has seen, because we watch it together. We've also started watching shows together, so we actually have, like, more to talk about. Exactly. With you guys about. Because,
1: yeah, we realized that it was weird for us to be like, have you seen? No. Oh my god, you should. Have you seen? No. (laughs) (laughs) You should. So we have now started watching things together, because, as previously mentioned, all we do is lay in my bed and watch Netflix and cry. Yeah. So.
0: Have y'all seen the new Netflix hit game show entitled... The floor is lava because it will fuck your shit up. It I... is it is so horrendous. So basically, let me just, like, frame it for all of you. It's essentially, like, the game we all played as children where, like, we weren't allowed to touch the floor because the floor is lava, but instead, it's this huge obstacle course where they just pumped in, like, eight feet of just red water <laughs> that's just, like, there are geysers going off, and it's just, like, lapping all over these people, and they have a certain amount of time to get... From one end of the room to the other without touching the floor. Because what? The floor is lava. lava. Bitch. And you're judged on how quick you can do it, but also how many of your three teammates get to the other side. And so often, people just absolutely eat shit. But then, no the, like, the sound effects they add and the way it's filmed is so funny. These people just, like, ricocheting off these paper mache looking like, bar stools. But then once they fall... Their family treats it like they are literally being burnt alive. And, and so does
1: the show. You yeah. never see those people again. It's, no, you don't they see like, them
0: come up for air. They disappear. Oh, our favorite, Shanky and the Twins. No. What's their name? <laughs> Shady and the Twins. Shady and the Twins. One of the girls just dropped and her brother and mother were like, "Charlie,
1: no! It's just the most bizarre thing I've ever watched. I don't know how we landed on it, but now we can't look away. We are so many episodes deep. But my biggest question is like... How do
0: we apply? 'Cause I, well, that has us <laughs> written all over it.
1: If you know me, you know I have zero, actually negative, negative upper body strength. I famously one time tried to do <laughs> I tried to do this rope swing that like everyone did in high school and like I essentially just like threw myself off of a tree into two inches of water because I couldn't hold myself up at all. <laughs> so I would be so bad, but yes. I guess my first question is how do we apply. But my second question is like where did this budget come from? It's the worst show I've ever watched. It's these elaborate fucking sets and production. Yeah. Like why did Netflix buy this? Who is paying for this? Like Correct. I just have so many questions. But if you're looking for something very dumb and mindless and like a good laugh, it's very reminiscent of Wipeout, mm-hmm. which another show we used to love. I still do.
0: And I'm calling it now, call me Raven, but, like, this show is about to be, like, meme city for the next, like, two months on Twitter and Instagram, I think. Oh,
1: yeah. Because, also, like, the breed of people that are on this show, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, five, four men in American flag tank tops, and that's all you need to know. Okay, my... I have a Have You Watch, which I know you haven't watched, Mm -hmm. because, again, now we know each other's every waking move. Yep. But this is for our listeners, have you watched Disgraced Queen on Amazon or Apple I've never TV? Even heard of it. Well, okay, so my favorite podcaster ever, well, podcasters are Jackie and Claudia Astray. They host The Morning Toast, mm-hmm. and Claudia is also a stand up comedian, and she just released her first stand up special oh, yes. ever. I was just watching it. It's so funny. She has this whole bit about how she doesn't understand what a publicist is, which is just really hits, hits. so home because everyone always is asking me what the fuck I do and mm-hmm. I never know how to explain it. And then she just also like, I guess this isn't funny, but like she makes it funny and she's talked about it on the podcast a million times. One time, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. stuck his finger up her butt in a club <laughs> and- it's literally the funniest story I've ever heard. So you should all go watch it just for that story alone. And Kuba, you are so fucking canceled because it also recently came out that, like, he does that a lot. I've heard a lot
0: of stories about him, like, being creepy in clubs with women.
1: Yeah. So, We're on
0: to you, Kuba.
1: <laughs> Snowdogged? I don't think so.
0: Radio? Oh, turn that shit off. <laughs> no, that was a really great film. Thank you, Kuba. Really, really great performance. <laughs>
1: Wow. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Oh my god, I, I
0: think about it every day. No, it's, it's
1: really good. Okay, what's your next one?
0: Um, Have y'all watched Disclosure on Netflix? I know Kendall hasn't, and I'm gonna for- put on that weighted blanket and force her to watch it. <laughs> it's this amazing, amazing documentary that I believe... Laverne Cox put together, but it's all about the problematic representation of the trans experience in the media, but it dates all the way back to, like, the early 1900s. Oh, cool. Um, and it talks all about how the way the media has portrayed trans people has been in such a problematic way and how it's kind of lended to, like, the societal violence and cultural, like, confusion and hatred of trans people, and the entire cast of interviews are all trans people in the business. Oh, cool. So it's just super, super cool to see all these first-hand accounts of you know, what these trans people experienced feeling the way they felt as a trans person and also like looking to the media to see themselves in anything and they just saw these like horrible depictions of who they were. It's really, really well done. Um, I
1: definitely want to watch. Also, shout out and Cox, Ugh. Marymount alum. Yes, hey We love her. Go Griffins within a city's beating heart. Okay, I won't do that, but that's <laughs> our alma mater. If you went to Marymount, you fucking know how many times we had to sing that thing. Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Hail Mary Mount. Yeah, it went like Hail the Hail Mary Mount Manhattan. We will pledge our loyalty. It honestly slapped. Frank Wildhorn wrote it for us. It was like a that whole thing. That does slap. Yeah.
0: So, and speaking of our Queen Laverne Cox, my Have you heard of the week? Which I could not recommend more to every single person on earth. I've been listening a lot to Brandy Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us. She I think I've spoken about her before on the podcast. I think I think she's amazing. But she has had two recent episodes come out that I've really, really loved. One with Laverne Cox talking about disclosure and talking about the, you know, black trans violence that's been going on in this country. And they're just two unbelievably intelligent women. So, like, listen to them talk about anything is like heaven. But one of my favorite quotes that I've been thinking a lot about that Brené said in terms of America's kind of like turning a blind eye to its racist culture, especially towards black trans people specifically women and she says if you don't take accountability for your own story you're unable to change the ending and i was like oh bitch yeah that hits deep so i definitely recommend listening to that and then today on our run long story short kendall and i went on a run together and got stuck in a thunderstorm on the <laughs> river it, it was very bleak but at first it funny. was
1: nice because i was like oh a nice drizzle mm-hmm. this will cool me off and then it was a literal
0: monsoon yeah but I was listening to it on my run, and it's her latest episode she did with Judd Apatow, and they talk about your king, Pete Davidson, and he. Yes! directed and co-wrote The King of Staten Island and they talked a lot about vulnerability and laughter and the very very to quote Brene Brown the like razor thin line between like you're breaking my heart and you're making me laugh hysterically and they talk a lot about how like confusing that grey area is but how like cathartic it is for a lot of people who like use humor to go through what they did and they talk a lot about Pete who we stand.
1: I love that that's like my um one of my favorite tweets which like I've never related to more that was like you either had a perfect childhood or you're hilarious (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like
0: Jim well they talked about my one of my favorite quotes from the episode this is really turning into a TED talk Ella. thank you for coming but they talked about the concept of the rare comedy that is someone's exploration of their grief and how there's such a specific humorous exploration of kind of exploring you know the bad things that happen to you it was really really interesting and again it's just two very very educated intelligent people talking about emotions which I think is great
1: yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Emotions, important to talk about. Thomas and I both are like, bitch, we gotta get our asses into therapy now that we're back. So Seriously. if anyone has any recommendations, we're both looking.
0: Yeah. Please. Not do to that. go together, but maybe. maybe. <laughs> if we keep sleeping in the same bed, maybe. <laughs> anyway. The topic of the week here on Everybody's Best Friend is apartments, leases, landlords. <laughs> <laughs> you name it! You name it, we got it! Kendall and I both, having gone to school in cities, have had apartments for years and years and years and years. Yes,
1: yes. I went to school here in New York, and yes. Thomas went in Boston, mm-hmm. so we both moved off campus junior year.
0: Yep, so 2016.
1: Mm-hmm. We've had our fair share of apartment shenanigans. I mean, I can... <clears throat> I've only ever lived in New York, so I can only speak for New York, but... Finding an apartment in New York is just like the worst mm-hmm. thing ever. I will never forget the first time I was looking at apartments. We saw like 10 in one day. And by the time we were like, okay, we know which one we want. Like they were all gone. Mm-hmm. Like you the literally. moves so fast. Yeah. You have to like pick what you want while you're standing in it and like submit your money, like literally while you're there. Otherwise everything will be gone.
0: Let's talk about, or in terms of finding an apartment, the priority of like space versus location, or like you know what I mean, yeah. the different factors that go into finding. <clears throat> I, f-
1: I feel like you and I are opposites in that. Uh, I have always, 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 always been about location. Mm-hmm. I just like the nature of my job and going to school in the city. It's not like at a regular campus where like you're going back and forth from like your dorm to class. I would like leave for the day for class and be at school all day and then come home at night and mm-hmm. same thing with my job I leave at like 7:30 a.m and get home at like 11:30 p.m mm-hmm. so for me location is everything I don't need a huge space mm-hmm. because I'm never here my apartment is truly just a bed for me so location is everything for me being close to a train being in a neighborhood that I like since I've lived in New York for six years now I have lived in Midtown East, East Village, Upper East Side, East Harlem, and now the Upper West Side. So it's all about finding your spot. I'm definitely happy. I mean, I loved, loved, loved living on the Upper East Side and that's where my school was and that will forever be like so special to me. But Mm -hmm. I love living on the West Side now because everything I do for work is on the West Side, close to a train. And I just love being able to walk outside and like Having a coffee shop and a place to get a bagel and being able to just stay in your neighborhood without having to, like, when I lived in East Harlem, every time I wanted to do something, I had to go down to, like, at least 96th Street. There was just, like, nothing by where I lived. And you were in a
0: six-floor walk-up?
1: Yeah, I lived in a six-floor walk-up for three years, two apartments in a row. I was on the sixth floor which to me, I was like, if this is how I afford to live in Manhattan, like I'll do it. Mm. But every time I move, I get lower and lower.
0: So, (laughs) Basement apartment, here you (laughs) go.
1: I know, truly. But moral of the story is I will always pick location over space. I mean, I'm sure like I'm such a planner. So I'm like, well, when I have kids, I mean, you know, obviously things will change. But at this point in my life, location is everything. So I also like, I love to go out and I, mm-hmm. you know, when I lived in East Harlem, it was impossible to get anywhere. There was no trains, like, so I was just, like, not going out. I was not seeing my friends because I just never wanted to leave because it was such a hassle. Whereas now, I step outside and I can right. get on the one, two, three, which is, like, the biggest line and I can get anywhere in 15 minutes.
0: I think there really are, because I was big on, um space over location until we moved into this like kind of small apartment on the Upper West Side and it's been so perfect but I think really New York specifically in terms of who lives here there are people who like need a commute and hate a commute and I think I'm a person that needs a commute because mm-hmm. I work way downtown and then all of my audition stuff for work is in Midtown and I feel like that 20-25 minute train ride in to just like center myself and like get like mentally prepared for my day is so important and I talked to one of my friends who was in a Broadway show the past like year and so he worked in Midtown and just got an apartment a few blocks from the theater and I went to see him towards the end of his run and he was like I want to move up to Inwood. I miss that commute. I miss that like forced time to like be with my thoughts and collect myself and read or write or do you know.
1: Right well and it's that saying what is it? It's like don't shit where you eat or don't eat where you shit because same thing I used to always be like oh I I mean I lived in the East Village for a year and I used to always be like oh I want to go back to Lower East Side which is my favorite place to go out but it's like No, I like being able to like be crazy down there and then be able to live in a very residential neighborhood and both where we live now in the Upper West Side and where I used to live in the Upper East Side for years is very like family oriented and cute restaurants and it's quiet and so I definitely agree. I mean, I always play with the idea of moving to Hell's Kitchen because I spend so much of my time there and like I work such crazy hours, but it would be interesting to see if I felt the same way, like never being able to escape. It's It's nice to
0: escape. And for people like you and I who are like, you know, obsessed with work and are total workaholics, it might be different. But I also think because we feel that way, subconsciously that time to leave it behind and then come back to your home, I think might be, you know, more important for us than I think we think. Totally. But it's also tough because, you know, a lot of the neighborhoods we want to live in, and everyone in New York wants to live in, because everyone wants to live there, the price point is so astronomical. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, it's my dream to live in the West Village. Mm-hmm. Will I ever live there? Probably not. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, no shade, but probably not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, one day. Who knows now, but... I don't know. We've also had a lot of crazy things happen. Oh my
0: God. Well, let's start with this apartment alone. So I think if you were to ask any New Yorker about their experience um, with their supers or their landlords, I think a very select few will have stories to tell of a good relationship with their super. And to those people, I say, go fall off a bridge <laughs> because <laughs> the shenanigans that can ensue with your landlords or your supers of your building are astronomical. <laughs> it's It's crazy.
1: At our current apartment... We call them the Alexises. Mm-hmm. Basically, our super supposedly is this man named Alexis. Yep. So, whenever we have a problem, which is quite often, <laughs>
0: Correct. the
1: ceiling is collapsing, <laughs> our, buzzer wasn't, our working. buzzer wasn't working, our washer dryer had to get replaced, our Six oven doesn't times, work, yeah,
0: still doesn't. The
1: list goes on and on. So, we text this man constantly. I text him more than my parents. Yep. And I was just like, hey. Alexis and every time you text him for something he says okay be right there but every time
0: a different man shows up
1: (laughs) so there are about 12 Alexises but
0: to this day neither of us know who Alexis is no I
1: have no idea and every time we go outside I'm like oh there's an Alexis and it's maybe someone you haven't seen yeah every time I'm not kidding it's a different person yeah Every time, and they all claim to be this man, Alexis, and I still don't know who the real Alexis is.
0: I think I've met the real Alexis once, but... uh, Same. But it's different than the one you met.
1: Yes. (laughs) I also think I've met him once. Yes. And not a damn clue.
0: I know. Also, just, like, speaking of the Alexis's, I mean, we joke, and, like, our apartment has problems, but, like, honestly, like, I kind of love the Alexis's because they make me laugh. Oh, yeah, no, it's very funny. But, like, in terms of owning your own space... I feel like landlords and supers, not all, but some really can be a little skeevy and try and like skirt around the edges of something. So my biggest advice, wherever you live, is to like know the housing code of the city you live in and like know as a renter, who as a renter who's paying money, like what needs to be happening in your building for your building to be considered lovable by the city.
1: Oh yeah. If you know me, it's funny because I'm actually not a confrontational person, but when it comes to people in higher power, such as landlords. I am confrontational as fuck. I love to lawyer the shit out of people. <laughs> so, like, you got to stand up for yourself. Right. We've gotten our rent lowered a couple times because of shit that's been going on in our apartment that is literally illegal. Correct. Know your rights. Yeah. And it's always fine to send a threatening email, as long as you're not threatening someone's life. But I love to send an email being like, we will not be paying until you fix us. And then they fix it. Because they my, need that money.
0: My favorite is... Too. I'll talk to like my sister and her boyfriend who are like her boyfriend's a lawyer and she's in law school and I'll be like we've consulted with a lawyer and we, and, and unfortunately we will have no choice but to take you to court if this doesn't go well.
1: And by consulted with a lawyer we mean like we've group texted them and yeah. been like hey what do we do? But yeah you gotta know your rights.
0: Um, what are some really really nutty things that have happened in your, <laughs> your apartment that you care to share?
1: <laughs> I have three quick things that come to mind. One very quick. So one of the best things that now I've had in my last two apartments that is now like very necessary for me, because once you have this, you can't go back, is I've had a washer dryer in my apartment. I used to have... It's game changing because for those of you who don't live in a city, if you don't have one in your unit, I've never even had one in my building. Some buildings have them like in the basement, but before my last apartment in which I had one in my unit, I used to have to go to a laundromat, which is fine and also part of the city experience, but... Now I'm very spoiled that I've always had a washer dryer. However, because there's no space in New York apartments, both of these washer dryers that I have had are all in one. So, leaves your clothes very damp. They sound like they are about to explode at all times because they are whipping those clothes around and i had this washer dryer at my old apartment that used to go so rogue it had a life of its own one time my roommate and i both came out of our bedrooms screaming into the kitchen because we thought the world was ending but our washer dryer had I don't even know how to say this. It she had, made no, it had it had a life of its own and it walked itself <laughs> across the kitchen. It was shaking so hard that it literally walked out from under the <laughs> cabinet into the middle of the kitchen floor, and it was terrifying. But then a couple other things that are just some of my favorite memories. Both of these happened at my 78th Street apartment on the Upper East Side. My first apartment ever. Mm-hmm. Real ones will know that mm-hmm. place was the shit. Two things. One time. I was on the phone with my mom and I heard this alarm going off like a fire alarm. And I was like, is that on your end or my end? And she was like, I think that's you. So I had this super, super long ass narrow hallway in my apartment. So I walked all the way down, opened my door and like a movie, all of a sudden this cloud of black smoke came into my apartment. So I was like, mom, there's a fire. I have to go. Obviously freaking her the fuck out. So I'm like, running down the stairs. Well I run back into the apartment, get my keys and my phone, obviously. Obviously. And then I start to run down the stairs. I lived on the sixth floor. The fire was on the fourth floor. This poor girl, she had just moved in. And another thing that a lot of New Yorkers do, because we have no space, a lot of New Yorkers don't cook, so they use their ovens for storage. So this girl had just moved in. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, so this girl had just moved in and her oven was filled with newspapers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she didn't like check
1: before preheating it, so she turned it on, and the whole thing went up in flames. the The actual oven was filled with newspapers, and the bottom was filled with like plastic cutting boards. So it was like half paper, half Recipe plastic. For it was awful. But she's like freaking out, and she's like, "Does anyone have a fire extinguisher?" And I don't know who I thought I was, but I went full hero mode. I went back upstairs into my apartment, which was about to be on fire. Got my fire extinguisher because my dad always. Make sure I have a fire extinguisher wherever I live because we have this saying, which is what if the bus breaks down? which I won't worry with the story, but it just means always be prepared. So I was prepared, and I had my fire extinguisher, so I ran back up, and I got it. Meanwhile, I see my hot neighbor, Austin. Oh, my God, if you're listening, you're the one that got away. I see him trying to help. I also had this old neighbor, Florence. It was the three of us who lived on the sixth floor, and he was, like, trying to get Florence to come out of her apartment, but she, she was like, no, that's okay. And he was like, Florence, I don't think you understand. You're about to die. And she was like... That's fine. Like trying to stay. old was she? <laughs> No, she was very old, but like she was also like large and like couldn't really do the stairs. You know, it was sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did she <laughs> ever? I'm fascinated by Florence. Did she ever go downstairs? Did she do yes,
1: no, she would go downstairs. It was not like maybe this is offensive and sad but I would leave the apartment and she'd be like on the second floor like climbing the stairs I would like go to the grocery store for 45 minutes and come back and she'd be on like the fourth floor it took her like a whole day no so of course she was like I'm not gonna be able to make it down but moral of the story is the fire was actually fine I'll get there in a second but so I got the fire extinguisher I like said goodbye to Florence and Austin and I was like godspeed and then I I have another story about Austin in a second. And then I was like, goodbye. And ran back down the stairs, just chucked the fire extinguisher at this girl. Obviously Hit did, her in the head, <laughs> knocked her out. <laughs> obviously did not try to figure out how to operate it. But I was like, good luck, <laughs> threw it at her oven and then ran downstairs and I got outside It ended up being totally fine. The fire department came and they were able to contain the fire to her apartment. They just then had to like inspect all of ours and make sure the air was okay. I couldn't be in there for like a couple hours, but it was fine. But the firemen were like, who had the fire extinguisher? And I was like, Oh, Me? (laughs) They were like, wow, you really helped. Like that really slowed things down. And I was like, thank you so much. So basically, I'm just saying the building would have burned down if it weren't for my cute little white fire extinguisher. (laughs) So we have one under our sink now. I literally always have one because you never fucking know when your building is about to go up in flames. God forbid, knock on wood, poo-poo-poo, but it happened and it was very scary. And then my last little story, because I know you're all sick of hearing my voice right now, also involves my neighbor. And I'm calling him by his first name because there's literally no way he's listening to this. We don't follow each other on anything. He only ever, unfortunately, came over when my roommate and I were like in (laughs) bathrobes. Like We had no relationship with this man other than saying hi and this iconic story. So one time we were all sitting in my living room. It was me, my roommate, and another friend of ours. We're sitting on my couch and our couch backed up to the window that had the fire escape. Every apartment is required to have a fire escape in New York, So, but like you don't go on them really. Some people do, but mine always look like if you take one step, it will turn to dust. So we never ever went out on it. One day we're all sitting on the couch and all of a sudden we hear the loudest crash and we turn around. And a man literally fell from the sky onto the fire escape. And I, oh my God, I wasn't facing the window. My back was to it. And my roommate and my friend were facing the window. And they screamed bloody murder. I had no idea what was happening. So I obviously screamed bloody murder. We all ran to the front door, like started running down the stairs because we thought we were about to be murdered. Oh my God. Meanwhile... It was just Austin. He had forgotten his keys and was trying to climb in through our window. It was, like, very confusing. He was like, I'm your neighbor. I'm your neighbor banging on the window. But we're like, no, murderer! <laughs> Wait, that's ballsy. He was six floors up on the yes. fire escape? Yeah, so he, he should have knocked on our door and been like, hi, I'm. can I climb out your window and try to get in mine? Because we shared a fire escape with okay, him. okay, okay. But instead, he came... He was able to get inside the building, and then he went up to the roof and then started scaling down the fire escape. So he accidentally slipped and missed a step on the ladder, which is why he came crashing down onto ours like Spider-Man, and then... We scared him so much by our screaming that he climbed back up and back over and then knocked on our door and was like, I am so sorry. And then at that point we were like, okay, just fucking climb through our window, but he felt so bad that he wouldn't. So we went up and over again. After that happened, he gave us a key to his apartment yeah. because like he always forgot it. But
0: lock your windows, I've,
1: kids. I've never been so sure that I was about to be murdered. Like well, I was positive cause. that that was the end. Yeah. But New York neighbors are fun. I don't know about you, but I've never known my neighbors. That is the most I've known—Florence and Austin—and like, I actually know nothing about either of them oh except God. that Florence was old and Austin was hot. So, if you know your neighbors in New York, I'm jealous. I think we have like cute young neighbors. We do. But I hear them singing too. Maybe yes, we could but all we also sing together. Hear
0: one of them having sex all the time. Oh well. Through our vents.
1: Someone above me has the most insane sex, like literally every night. Actually, I haven't heard it since we've been back, but before. I constantly hear this bitch orgasming.
0: Just constantly, she has that condition where, like, she, <laughs> she just, just like
1: does it by herself.
0: Yes, there's like, a... I feel like we watched this in like AP Psych, but there's like a video of a woman like walking down the street and she's just like,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> The crosswalk that's literally what it sounds like and I'm like good for you, but like also I'm concerned but also I'm jealous. How are you having this much constant sex? So those are a few of my favorite apartment stories. never a dull moment.
0: Speaking of neighbors, so my summer after senior year in Boston, my last summer in Boston, I was subletting literally the dreamiest apartment in the dreamiest neighborhood. Shout out to Alex Hanscom if you're listening. Because it was his apartment that I subletted from him and he just gave me the greatest gift by letting me sublet his apartment. Um, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You're so annoying. (laughs) That's staying. So I was subletting this amazing apartment in Beacon Hill. My downstairs neighbors were these two young blonde sisters who I don't know what they did for a living, but I'm positive they just sat in the apartment because I would literally take two steps I'm very heavy footed. I just went to Fleet Feet and found out I have extremely flat feet and extremely large heels, so I'm a very heavy walker. I'm working on it. Every day's an opportunity for growth.
1: Every day, a little death. Yes.
0: <laughs> but I would take two steps across the kitchen, and they would be banging with brooms on their ceiling, and I'd be like, "What
1: the hell?" Also, just for the record, what I'm picturing, I am picturing the blonde twins from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, who like always wore the berets.
0: Zach and Cody.
1: <laughs> no. no no the girls they looked like
0: blonde emma roberts at like 17
1: unfabulous
0: Correct. emma roberts okay Correct. but like blonde dead damaged hair i hope you were listening you little bitches um <laughs> but they it was just constant bit and we'd just be like sitting and i'd like pull out a chair and they'd be at it and I was like, these bitches are whack. And so the other big problem was I would work openings back when I worked at Barry's, which is a gym in Boston. I would get up and have to be at work, which is walking distance from the apartment, how Lux. Um, at like, <laughs> it's also a gym in New York. Yes. And a lot of other places. It's, it's a franchise, but I worked at <laughs> the one in Boston. Um, I'd have to be at work at five thirty, so I'd be up at like four thirty, showering and getting ready for the day before I walked to work. I don't understand like the make of the ceiling slash floor, but like I would be like walking across, and I'd like pull out my drawer, and at five in the morning, these fuckers would be banging with a broom on the ceiling, oh and I'd my be like, God. "Oh y'all, I have so many questions." And then. I would be walking down the stairs to work, and as I passed their apartment, they'd rip open the door and be like, there's just, like, a lot of banging. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I'm sorry, I have to get ready for work, and that requires me putting my feet on solid ground.
1: You could tiptoe. Tiptoe
0: by the window.
1: I just asked Thomas if I could tell a story about the squatter we had
0: once, but turns out he's listening. So if you're
1: listening, I still hate your ass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Back to you. Um, but it would happen literally every morning. One of them would be awake and be like, there's just a lot of banging. Then one morning, ugh, full disclosure, I was having sex before work. And so that time when I walked downstairs, she was like, there's just so much banging. I was like, bitch, you don't even know what happened. <laughs> you're but like in like... the
1: literal and physical sense. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so that time I had to be like, I don't know just got up and got dressed I don't know but eventually I just like gave her my Facebook and I was like please do not bang on the ceiling just message me
1: I so wish one day she was banging in she like shoved the broom through and her on ceiling I would
0: love that that would be poetic justice and then one day I come like, home to like this like a letter from the police department on <gasps> our door and I'm getting a call slash text I think it was a text from the boy I was subletting from being like um the police just sent a letter to my house what's going on and we were like it's these downstairs girls. We take two steps. What and they was the just police? It was like it. for a
1: noise complaint? Yes.
0: They're like, we really don't want to call the police. I was like, nor should you because I'm just walking. Like, move to an upstairs apartment. Like, what is your problem? I have no idea. But then I told my friend Alex about it and he was like, oh my god, those girls were a problem all year. They called the cops on us all the time. They asked us to shuffle around because oh stepping god. made too much noise. They asked us to pay to install carpet. Like these wild wild girls so in terms of like knowing your neighbors I unfortunately knew those twins and I think by the end one of them stole one of my hello fresh boxes so I'll be pressing <gasps> charges I'll be calling the cops I'll call the building and say or like, just
1: like shut the fuck up yeah, just get
0: over it Linda like yeah. get over it
1: you don't see me banging on the ceiling with a broom to this bitch having sex every day or, I'm just like get it girl
0: she has the orgasm disorder I mean I
1: hope she doesn't but maybe like that'd
0: be horrible or would it be fun? No, it'd be bad. it would be bad. It'd be bad. <laughs> you're like sitting like, and, like, I like family dinner. And you was like, oh, God. <laughs>
1: oh. Is that what it sounds like for you? Because
0: no. that's concerning. No, it's not. It's just like a light scream. <laughs> just, like, ah! No, just kidding. <laughs> oh my God, a side note. This is a game my former roommate and I, speaking of apartments, used to play. We were like drunk one night and I was like, what? Because he was straight. Lost cause. I was like, <laughs> "What is the most horrifying sound a woman you are with could make while she was orgasming?" And we would always like have like a running contest about what the worst was.
1: Well, what is it? Let a bitch know.
0: I think the funny thing was they would all kind of like progress normally. So you, it'd be like leading up to an orgasm, very very normal, and then once you got, once you climbed the mountain, then it would go awry. <laughs> so like it's a normal orgasm, and then as the person orgasms, they just go no. <laughs> <laughs> other favorite which is my favorite which you're gonna die I'm scared he was like can you imagine if a girl it's all going normal and then as she orgasms she was she just squeals like a pig, <laughs> so she just goes like ree <laughs> ree, <laughs> ree. <laughs>
1: Questions about this game, like it was wasn't a guy holding exact- a sex god constantly
0: making girls
1: orgasm? No, these
0: were not stories. They were like hypotheticals. It was like, can you? What would be the worst possible outcome? I see. Yeah. No. no, he wasn't like <laughs> fucking big ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you are power to you, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 we now. don't know what you're
1: into. I, love, judge. I
0: love Charlotte's Web. So <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Here's Piggy, you know she's <laughs> freaky in bad.
0: Kermit, God bless him. So limp in the body. <laughs> he's tired. <laughs>
1: That bitch goes to town on that froggy dick. Okay.
0: <laughs> it ain't easy being green. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting very off topic. We're talking about apartments. So this is my like biggest, longest um, apartment mishap in New York. But when I lived in my former apartment, which was on 170th Street up in Washington Heights, we had a ton of problems. In the Heights. I flipped the lights and start my day.
1: I, I my coffee and my size. Okay.
0: But there were tons of problems with the apartment. It was very old.
1: Um. <laughs> I'm just really... <laughs> okay, Thomas is drinking water out of the largest wine glass I've ever seen. Is that one of those glasses that holds an entire bottle of wine? It is. Why does it look like a goblet? That's the vibe. Wait, that's the largest glass I've, I've ever seen. i been drinking seen. out of this no, for two no, days. He's, he's been drinking out of it all week, but I haven't actually noticed how large it is you could a fish could live in there comfortably oh yeah let's get a beta don't tempt me <laughs> we so, know how i get about sea life
0: there were a ton of problems with the apartment and eventually one day like it was covered in bugs they would turn off our water without telling us so i'd like wake up to go like brush my teeth and there'd be no water And I'd <laughs> i be love like, that story i'd be like what in the hell so one day i came home there was this huge leak in our ceiling That started as a drip drip and we put a bucket under it. And then every day, because of course it was not dealt with, would get crazier and crazier to the point where my bathroom, none of the water was turned on in our building. So we'd have to like go shit at the McDonald's across the street, which like my vibe, but like not most people's. (laughs) No water in the apartment and the bathroom candle and everyone listening was literally... Rainforest Cafe. It was the leak had spread somehow to the entire ceiling, and so there it was just rain on me, tsunami,
1: like raining
0: in our bathroom for like. Two weeks and they'd be like, Oh, we think we fixed the problem. It was a pipe upstairs, and it would continue to rain. And we'd no. be like, And they'd be like, Oh, we're we're back, we're fixing another problem. So finally, all
1: you needed was a robotronic gorilla in there.
0: And that's on period. <laughs> um, I love Rainforest Cafe. Missed Same. It, that rep. Lava cake. Mm, it's different. May she. So finally, I was the one where I was like, I'm gonna call our super because A, it's not considered livable in New York to be in a home without running water. So we're not paying rent. So I called our super who happens to me often on the phone. Everyone thinks I'm a woman, which to them I say, thank you. Um, But he was under the impression that I was my roommate, who was a woman. So he was being so patronizing and so rude and so sexist to me on the phone. I was on like a three-way call and he would like speak to the other person in Spanish, which shout out to Don David. I still know a little bit.
1: I recently saw him at a restaurant in West Hartford. He was... Driving a vintage Porsche with a young woman in the passenger seat. I'm just saying. You better work. Don <laughs> David was our Spanish teacher in high school.
0: Yes, the reason I quit Spanish, but no shade, Don David. It's fine. <laughs> we buried the hatchet. Um, can't say that in Spanish. Um, so he'd like talk to me and then turn and in Spanish be like, oh, this young woman is such a problem. And I literally was like, hi. I am, I'm not a woman and I, I can understand what you're saying. Fuck him. And we just got into this like screaming fight on the phone where I was like, this is demoralizing that there's a waterfall at all times <laughs> coming from my ceiling. I can't shower. I can't brush my teeth. You don't tell us when you tell, when you turn the water off, this is not a livable space. And of course I was like, I have, will have no choice but to contact a lawyer. <laughs> um, so eventually they cut our rent like 15%. But then of course, like my problem with that landlord is he'd say these things and never follow up and then rent would be due. And if we didn't pay on time because you're we still waiting to hear back from him, then he charged us extra. So I had Ugh. to call the office that day and be like, hi. Have never been called back by this horrible man. This is what we are paying. Best of luck, and this poor woman in the office is like,
1: that's fine. And I was like, okay,
0: <laughs> lit. So then it was like literally a rainforest. It was covered in bugs. You. There was no and it was raining all the time. That's disgusting. And like the floor was slanted, so I always felt like I was like <laughs> <laughs> on a toboggan going down the Amazon. Um, so that's probably my worst apartment story I've got. But you know, you live and you learn. And you
1: live, you live. I don't need
0: a roof to know I'm covered. <laughs> that's on (laughs) period.
1: The show tune quotes today are out of control. Okay. Let us know if you have any funny apartment stories to share.
0: What are our closing remarks? It's like, find a neighborhood you like, find a space that's right for you, and know that, you know kind of like everything we've talked about, but everyone's happy place in terms of an apartment or a place to live will be different. So, like, don't let other people influence where you want to go.
1: Yeah, and I feel like living in New York has made me such a low-maintenance person. Mm -hmm. Like, my standards are so low. Like, I feel like whenever I move into a new place and, like, I show my parents for the first time, they always have something judgmental to say about, like, the size or the location or something, but, like, I'm like, you don't even know it's this or Rainforest Cafe.
0: Yeah, my acceptance for for filth these days is uh, troublingly high.
1: <laughs> no, we keep it very clean. No, of
0: course, but like living in New York, it's disgusting everywhere. Oh yeah, so, like a, a cockroach. Yeah,
1: a cockroach doesn't even faze me at this
0: point. No, I swat them with my bare hand, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm playing whack-a-mole without a hammer.
1: If I ever saw a mouse, though, you would never see me again. Uh uh You never
0: see me again. <laughs> okay. All right. Choo
1: choo. All aboard the hot mess express.
0: Tickets out. Clip clip who's going first to
1: see me? I, I can go first okay. i i this like wasn't what i was going to share but i had a brief moment talking about a beta fish and like now it's all come to oh my me God, please! <laughs> so this this story has nothing to do with like being drunk or anything okay. it just has to do with my sheer insanity okay and if you know me you know i love aquariums <laughs> fuck world but you know An aquarium that's like, you know, an ant wildlife conservation, we can get behind. I love sea life. (laughs) Basically, I don't know. I I don't know what to say other than like I'm obsessed with aquariums. I just, whenever we go somewhere, if there's an aquarium, like I have to go. I am so fascinated. My tagline, I always say, put me in the tank. That is my dream. I just want to swim around with the fish in the tank. So some aquariums have what I like to call touch tanks i don't know if that's actually what they're called but that's what i call them typically this is where you can buy the stingrays which is just like absolute nirvana nirvana for me so we were at the new england aquarium once i mean anywhere i go i go so fucking ham they speak to me like we just were one and the same they really flocked to me so i we were at the new england aquarium and this touch tank was like really really large so much so that there was like a Security person sitting in the middle of it, like on an island, sort of patrolling around. And there were signs everywhere that was like wrist deep only. Well, not when I'm around. <laughs> so all of a sudden, the lifeguard—it's not a lifeguard because like the stingrays are fine. <laughs> the security guard yeah, the in the middle of worker. the tank was like,
0: "Ma'am, ma'am,"
1: into like her megaphone. <laughs> and like all eyes turned to me, and I was. <laughs> armpit deep in the tank like my hair was dangling and half of my torso was like submerged in the tank just so i was trying to touch these stingrays and that did
0: really flock to you like puppies to a mother no it was i'm telling you like aquamarine marine girl i don't tell my secret
1: <laughs> no i but basically i was like swimming in the tank and then i like got in big trouble <laughs> We like, you know, we had to leave, but no, we didn't actually have to leave, but like we left the touch tank (laughs) because I was getting in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need to tell a drunk story every time I'm Mm -mm. starting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like probably the weirdest thing about me that I'm like obsessed with aquariums and like my entire persona changes when I step inside one.
0: Or like pupils dilate. It's like very terrible. (laughs)
1: It's literally like I'm on cocaine. Like I (laughs) get so high off of being there. But it's, you know, I'm becoming a threat (laughs) to the The animals. animals. (laughs) So, PETA, sorry. What's your story?
0: Okay, Kendall will die. So, similar to the fake twin story from the pilot episode, I'm just king of twisting the system to just work for me in inappropriate ways.
1: So much so to the point where, like, I constantly tell Thomas that I'm
0: terrified of him. Yeah, yeah. So we were in 7th grade. Oh,
1: this is so classic. Well, where this could, you know, all you had to say was 7th grade and this could go. I have 3 different ways this could go in my head. Let me guess. One, heart commercial? No. Catfishing me? No. Mrs. Shoemaker? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> Leave that in so you just let the people know. All they have to say was seventh grade and I can think of multiple really problematic things that this motherfucker did. Completely. Including catfishing me, which we've talked about before, but like we'll really get into it.
0: We keep like really dangling that in front of I know. You, I
1: guess we could share that when you're done with this.
0: Um, so we were in seventh grade and seventh grade was when I just like really... I come from a very, um, academically competitive family. My eldest sister is a doctor, the sister above me is a lawyer, and I'm, like, a, a clown. So it's just, like, <laughs> I think, you know, they have very academic minds, and mine was obviously more creative, which I obviously didn't know at the time. I was just like, oh, this is so dumb, and I don't care about this, I'm not doing it. So that's when my grades, like, really started to, like, not plummet, but, like, take a dip.
1: Oh well, no, we just learned that you could be the system.
0: Completely. We had this massive project on ancient Rome, and I was like, I'll do it on ancient Roman theater. <laughs> And we studied it for weeks so and we like went to the computer lab and it was this massive portfolio of like essays. It really wasn't that massive. It was probably like I'm three. Like, was
1: it in seventh grade? No, it was
0: just like three. It was like.
1: I don't even remember this
0: project. Me neither, but I just remember like not doing any of it. We go to the computer lab every day and I'd be like, no. So then. <laughs> that tracks. So then the due date comes. My project ain't done. Is it started? Hard to say. No. And for the next weeks, I was never stressed. I was like, before these are handed back. Mine will be in somehow. And it will be graded 100%. Um, No deductions. So I think finally like two or three weeks where I'm like, oh, the pressure's really on. She's going to be handing out these projects soon. I finally finished the project. And then one day when everyone left the room, I crumpled up the entire portfolio and shoved it under her desk so she was under the impression Rubbed a little dirt on it. So she was under the impression that she had just dropped it. Um, weeks ago. Weeks ago. So then finally, projects come back, bitch. 95.
1: <laughs> Well, and let it be known that seventh grade is when Thomas and I like really sealed the deal. We were friends in sixth grade, yep. but then in seventh grade, one day our moms planned a play date for us and the rest is history. We made a blood oath. So that's when he started becoming a really bad influence <laughs> on me because in high school, <laughs> we used to go
0: so, so rogue. rogue.
1: I have so many things to say.
0: Um, let's just talk about this one course specifically. Okay. So again, again, I'm so sorry, peak off peak, we're going rogue, we have tons of tickets, but Yeah, we are. I mean, we get to talk to you guys once a week, we should do this more often. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) this one course, we took AP Environmental Science senior year. Why? Unclear.
1: (laughs) Well, our choices for AP Environmental Science are like AP...
0: Physics, which, like, fuck no. Or we could have stuck with the language and not done... That's what we should have done. We should have taken AP Spanish. Well, because we
1: were so smart that literally all of our classes were APs. Like, we couldn't not take an AP class. So the options, like, I didn't want to take AP Spanish. (laughs) Physics absolutely fucked that. So we landed on AP Environmental Science. And it was
0: a fucking free-for-all it was
1: a free-for-all
0: to the point and it like we got away with absolute murder no, i know no, the stories are no, flooding me too <laughs> well, well i you start you okay. start a well, like nine <laughs> stories about this course okay
1: first just to paint the picture so it, it was like a double period because there was a lab and whenever we had to do a lab thomas and i would force this very smart girl to be our third lab partner and we would sit there we wouldn't do anything this poor girl would do the entire lab we wouldn't write a single thing on our paper then she would hand her lab in Thomas would go into the handed in homework take hers out take it home so we could copy the answers
0: (laughs) and then if I was feeling really cunty leave hers out put ours back This poor same girl who we terrorized one day. I was just really not vibing with her. (laughs) Thomas was such a bully. We had a a day in class where we were just watching a movie. (laughs) (laughs) We had a day in class where we were just watching the movie. Where usually she'd turn off the lights, I'd fall asleep, and that would be that. But I was feeling frisky that day. (laughs) And to this poor girl in front of us, I was like, hey boo... Can I play play with your hair during this movie? And she was like, yeah, sure, totally. Flips all her gorgeous red hair back. And I don't know what came over me, but I started to dread this poor girl's hair. I would, like, braid it, then twist it, then finger tease it, then twist it again. And I gave her three dense dreadlocks the point where i was like okay thank you susan and i got up to leave and <laughs> i just saw her flip her hair back her hands land on the dreadlocks and just the look of utter disbelief come across her face and i was already long gone
1: <laughs> oh my god we all, we also used to torture this poor kid named dan he definitely doesn't listen but so the seats went we all sat in a vertical line it was dan then it was me and then it was thomas and <sighs> thomas and i did not study for Any test. I consistently got 47s (laughs) on all of the tests. So finally we had this really big test. And we were like, Dan, we didn't study. We're going to cheat off of you. (laughs) Asked. Told. And he was like, okay. (laughs) So Literally, I'm looking at his test. Thomas is looking at mine. I think it was actually the opposite. I think Thomas was behind Dan and I was behind Thomas. Because Thomas would be like, number seven. He's a raising bee. Like, we were like, we copied his entire exam. So then, obviously, we got, like, ninety sevens because this kid was very smart. And so then the next day, our teacher called me to stay after class. And I was like, oh, my God, she's going to know I cheated. But this poor sweet woman, she was like, Kendall, I just wanted to say. I am so proud of you. You did so well on this exam. And I milked that shit. I was like, thank you so much. Like, you know, I I finally cracked the textbook and what a world of difference. And she was like, that's what I've been saying. And I was like, thank you so much. It's an honor. And then I failed every other exam. Of course.
0: The AP exam, I think I, like, got in trouble because I was drawing pictures of trees. And they were like, that's really disrespectful. <laughs> and I was like, you think I'd give a single fuck, Miss Nam Noon?
1: <laughs> no, I got, like, a one on that exam. But we also had acting because, you know, we went to a very progressive high school. That yep. we nope. took acting.
0: Someone might be trying to murder us. Or it could just be one of the Alexis's. Should we start doing ASMR? Let us know if we
1: should start doing ASMR.
0: Just <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> you know that, that, that someone I should die for a different week? That, that like, ginger? The, that ginger girl is like, hello everybody I'm gonna eat some honeycomb. <laughs> <laughs> she just puts like the stickiest food in life. Should I coffee. should I
1: eat should I crunch something right now? Why not? Uh, let's get a cracker. <laughs> okay, we have gone <laughs> so <laughs>
0: But if you like that, go like that. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on. All right, all I right. we, got, we gotta be professional. Okay. Today we'll be diving into the organic yellow corn <laughs> chips from Trader Joe's. Ch- J- Joe's, 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 Joe's. <laughs> 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 Salty and delicious. Crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. No, baby girl! Okay, enough
1: of that. I was gonna take a sip of
0: water. Okay, you can,
1: you can take a sip of water. Can you tell we're losing our minds? Anyway, before we went full ASMR, we took acting as a class in high school because we went to a very artsy high school yeah. and we had acting right before AP Environmental Science. So we would always stay like 30 minutes late yeah. talking to our acting teacher and then force him to write us notes so we could be late to class every single day. Or not like even go. Yeah. Thomas also more psychopath behavior. Always. He used to have multiple notepads that said like a note from mom mm-hmm. or like homemaking at its best <laughs> like sticky pads in which he would write notes for people to leave school every day like a doctor's note right. or like from a very like...
0: very girly cursive handwriting
1: there was rarely a day where i stayed past fifth period and yep. we had eight periods mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like it is time and for me my, to go my mother
0: called to try and get me in trouble for always leaving and then shout out to suzanne kaplan my queen the attendance woman at our school she like took me into her office she's like what's going on I like that, or some sob story about how I was like <laughs> depressed or stressed because of like the college process. And like, I, not only did I not get in trouble, she let me skip the following period, <laughs> so I could stay in her room and hang out with her and do some work I was behind on. Okay. So basically, if you're not gonna make system, come at me.
1: Last thing we'll say about AP Environmental: mm-hmm. tell them about the bulletin board project.
0: Okay, so there was a bulletin board project that was a major part of our grade that we we partnered up in groups of twos or threes, and you got to pick your own. AP environmental topic but you had to do all this research and an entire bulletin board
1: that would be up like in the science wing of the school for, for an entire see. month.
0: Yep. So Kendall and I were assigned to January. January rolls around. Kendall and I don't even exchange words about the bulletin board. No,
1: we hadn't even picked a subject. We just nothing.
0: rolled our eyes. Next thing we know it's June. School's maybe over in three days, and our teacher goes, Thomas and Kendall, love to talk to you for a second. We were like, Sure, we'll do a reenactment. And okay. she was like, So, you guys, what happened with your bulletin board? And we both immediately were like, Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. God. Did, oh my
1: Oh my God. God. We, didn't do we the did the bulletin board. January, January thought It was June. June. Oh my God. Oh my shoot. shoot. Oh my God. We are John. so
0: sorry. Oh my. Oh. And, oh. and she literally was like, that's yeah, okay. Just, like, get it done. So then we had, like, two days before the end of the school year, and we were like, fuck! So we picked, wait for it, seasons. <laughs> and I was, like, outside in the schoolyard after school, like, gathering loose leaves and, and just, we just stapling them. Like,
1: <laughs> stapling them to a Voldemort. It was the worst project we've ever done. I think we
0: still got, like, probably a B plus or A on it. Yeah. You can do anything you want. Shockingly. charming. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. Like there's no way we should have passed that class and we did. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're going to have to save some of these stories because I just, I'm thinking of so many more of the shenanigans we pulled of like oh. when we used, when we left to get bagels, when we used to go to the college fairs. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Our standoffs in Miss Nam Noon, our vice principal's office. Yeah. That's I a used, whole saga. Yeah.
1: So we'll, we'll save some of these, but. Always getting in
0: trouble in the library. Oh, I know.
1: God. We have opened up a whirlwind. Like, no, the, like We've the, opened up Pandora's box. Yeah. The
0: gates of Hades are open. of our
1: high school shenanigans. Wow, that took me on a journey. I hope you enjoyed our ASMR.
0: Yeah, let us know if you never want us to do that again because (laughs) I definitely don't. Um, And you guys, we are dead serious. Nobody's writing into the Gmail and we're starting to get offended.
1: Yeah, ask us a fucking question. Not even
0: a question. We really like, we'll talk about whatever. Let's be real.
1: We're running out of ideas.
0: uh, No, just for
1: like the the main chunk. We run out
0: of ideas after the pilot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So like, let us know what you would like to hear our thoughts on our experiences on no idea is a bad idea let us know
0: truly my american eagle package is downstairs by the way oh you so gotta go get it before
1: kn- someone steals it oh my god how could we forget the thief live in our apartment store? we can tell that really quick okay last thing we'll leave you with we've had a i'm actually
0: gonna let you tell this and i'm actually gonna go grab my package before it's stolen okay okay
1: thomas is going to get his american eagle package okay do you hear him stomping around? If I were the blondes, oh <laughs> if I were the blondes, I would also be hammering at the ceiling. Stop, it, I'm self-conscious. Okay, I'm gonna wait for him to open the door and leave. Oh my God, now that he's gone. Okay, just kidding. So we had this thief <laughs> in our building. We had a serious male theft problem. And there were these signs posted on every floor that you know were letting the tenants know that we were having a theft issue in the lobby and someone in pencil tried to write on all of the signs, the thief lives here in apartment one C. That's like what it said on the base floor. Then on second floor, it was like, the thief lives here. And then finally, by the time it got to our floor on the third floor in Sharpie, it just said, the thief live. And it was, it was as if the person got snatched at our floor and was taken by the thief. He's back, was it there? Got okay, it. good. So we'll leave you with that. The thief live. We say that constantly. We wonder Uh-oh. if he's doing well. Thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for listening to the most chaotic episode yet. <laughs> I've never laughed harder. I'm um, dying. Contact us. Send us some questions. Let us know what you want to talk about. EBF Podcast at Gmail, and then of course, shoot us a follow at Best Friend Underscore Podcast. Th- he's out of breath. <sighs> Sorry, I'm out of shape.
1: Love you All guys. Right, love you. Bye. Bye.
0: Probably drunk, so there's no need to pretend. Um, Everybody's best friend